As a small business owner, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the pressure of choosing the right hire or leading a team? Or have you ever found yourself tolerating a bad hire because you fear trying and failing again as you repeat the hiring process? If so, you're not alone and you are in the right place. Welcome to the Growing Your Team podcast. The Growing Your Team podcast teaches business owners like you to expand your unique business by teaching you to master the hiring and team management process. Hiring and managing a team does not have to be a challenge. You just have to learn to do it right. And the Growing Your Team podcast teaches you how to become a confident leader who hires right every single time. Now, let's jump into the show where each episode, you will learn tips on how to identify what type of help you need on your team, how to source amazing candidates, how to conduct interviews that lead you to your idea team member, how to onboard successfully, and how to lead every person in your business so you have a team of rock stars who you are happy to pay every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, I have on Alyssa Morton. Alyssa is a highly respected entrepreneur, mother of two, wife, author, and goal-getter. Alyssa works with women and moms, empowering them to become a better version of themselves in life and business. Alyssa is also the host of the Making Mommy Moves show and co-host of the Power Couple show, owner of multiple successful businesses, author of Welcome to the Room Mama, and runs two blogs on her personal brand and business website. Today, Alyssa is coming on to share with us some of the tips she's learned about hiring and delegating. With the one business that Alyssa runs, she has found a way to support other businesses when they've reached the point of delegating and be there for them so that way business owners don't have to work really long hours and sacrifice sleep in order to support their clients. She also shares with us how she systematizes everything in her business so that way she can scale easier and bring team members in that will support her properly every step of the way. At the end of the episode, we also talk a little bit about being moms in business and a little bit of the mom guilt and give a tip on how you can protect the boundaries of your schedule so that way if you're a parent, you can be a great parent and an amazing business owner at the same time. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thanks for having me, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited to have you. It's been a few weeks since we met at PodFest back in January, and I'm just so excited to continue our conversation and bringing all your knowledge to to everyone today. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so much fun connecting a podcast, so this is going to be a good conversation. Yes. All right. Before we jump into today's conversation, tell us a little bit about you and your business. Yeah. So I started my business almost two years ago, exactly. 
And I jumped in with both feet. I had left a nine to five job that was just not fulfilling in any way, shape or form, like financially, like happily, emotionally, anything. So I jumped in with both feet and I started a floral design business. And from there, it just grew and I decided to expand into different industries and different fields. Like I have three event-based businesses now and a personal brand that I am working on. Like I wrote my book and I have the podcast and everything to help empower other mompreneurs in particular to start their business. And then I have a media company where we help other mompreneurs get their business up and running and all the back end, like social media kind of website development stuff. So We've got a lot of stuff happening and it couldn't be done without a team. Yes, yes, definitely. And teams are so important, especially like you talked about a lot of your audience for a lot of things are moms. And I feel like when it comes to hiring, that is one thing that's really hard for moms to do because we're so used to just just pile it on my to-do list. I got it. I got it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then it's like, whoa, what do you mean? I have to admit that I can't do it within my own business, that I've built this thing. And now like, like sometimes it's almost seen as that thing that we're doing something wrong because we can't do it instead of a celebration that we've grown our businesses to the point where we physically can't do it all ourselves anymore. Yeah, exactly. And there's also like, the aspect of you get frustrated if it takes somebody longer to do something and you're like, oh, I could just do it quicker myself. And you bring that into the business sometimes. And it really is a difficult struggle sometimes. I call it the ego that you have to overcome to be able to delegate and say like, you know what, like there's some things that I am not good at that I am much better delegating, like hello bookkeeping. But other people, they have strengths. And when you let them play to their strengths, then your whole business operation is just going to be so much better. Oh, exactly. It's really funny that you just said like it's taking longer for someone to do something than it is for you to do it yourself. And I was literally just thinking this morning about an old client of mine that they were frustrated with their new hire because their new hire was taking three times as long to do a project as it used to take them. And they're like, I can't believe it's taking them so long. Like this person needs to go because they're just wasting my time and money and having to sit there and say, you've been doing these tasks in your business since the start. You've been in business seven years. This person has been with you one week. They're still learning your systems. They're learning your processes. They're learning your content because this was a marketing position. And I was just like, they're not just churning and burning content. They're, They're going out and reading old blog posts of yours to make sure they're not repeating stuff, but making sure they're also staying consistent with stuff. They're, they're doing all these things to absorb all this information right now. So yeah, it's going to take them longer than you than you at first because they're learning and they want to do it right. Yeah, and that means you hired a good person because they're really trying to make sure that they're staying in alignment with your brand and your messaging and just everything that you preach. Like like you said, like they don't want to be repeating content and they want to make sure it's engaging for the audience also. Like just churning out content just to do it isn't going to get you anywhere if it's not actually in alignment with your audience. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk a little bit more about you and everything that you've created. So as you've mentioned, you run multiple businesses. How do you manage it all? I kind of alluded to this, but I can't do it all myself. And I started back in the floral design business, hiring freelancers to help come in and be able to fulfill the events because we are primarily event business. We do not do retail arrangements. So we started for Valentine's Day. We learned a couple different things, like as far as like things we like and things we don't. And retail is one of those things that we don't like. 
so we do events and we'll have multiple events in a weekend like we'll have sometimes multiple in the day that I can't be in two places at the same time so I hired my first freelancers last year when I was fulfilling these events when I had multiple in a weekend and it was amazing because it gave me the sense that I could be in multiple places at the same time like (laughs) I was like why isn't everybody like outsourcing everything that they can because you can literally be in multiple places at the same time. You can be making money and you're not actually having to do the work. Like my my brain was just opening up to this whole scenario that I used to like think that you had to be the person doing everything. And it was just a big wake up call for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It like what you just shared kind of ties with something that I talk about all the time around the signs that it's time to hire. And the first one I always talk about is you've reached your capacity, like, and you're saying no to your idea client. And it's one of those things if you can't be making two deliveries at once. So it means that that second client that comes in that wants to do business with you, you would have to turn away them and say, no, sorry, we can't do business. And what happens when you're in the event industry? They're not going to be like, you know what, let me reschedule my event for the next weekend or your first availability because I really want to work with you. No, especially in the position you're in, they probably already have the date set. They have the venue set. They have all these things and you're either available or you're not. So you you turn clients away when you don't have the help that you need to support those clients. And the yeah. other thing, especially because you mentioned being in two places at once, that's another thing with one of the signs that I talk about is you can't expand or do more in your business because you literally can't be in two places at once. So now obviously yours is serving events, but then you expanded into these other types, these other businesses that went into your whole like business empire, but you can't be doing two businesses at once. So you can't physically be working on business A and doing tasks for business B at the same time. So as you go to hire and expand your team, it allows you to be working on business B while someone else is doing the tasks for business A. Exactly. And you brought this up a little bit, like you can't be in the same place at the same time, but worse, like what I'm seeing like in the event industry, and this is kind of what led to business number two was, People were saying yes, and then just figuring out later. But as we know, like in the pandemic, the events popped. Like in 2021, 2022, like we went from none in 2020. Everybody rescheduled to 2021 and 2022, and they were overloaded. They already had their events booked for 2021, and they kept taking on new clients, thinking like, okay, we're good. And then they had no staff to do it. So worse, like you have these clients that you're dissatisfying now because you're not up to par you're overloading yourself you're not actually fulfilling the contract the way that you should be or not to their expectations or they're not getting the same level of detail the quality of product's not great because you're like cutting corners because you're trying to just get it out the door so that's like what led to our second business and it's essentially a staffing company and we serve florists in particular like super niche to help them break down their events and it's interesting because like that whole business like is a higher business like we have to make sure that we have a team to be able to fulfill it because we'll again have multiple events on the same night like sometimes different ends of the state and at the same time like everybody gets done between like 10 30 and midnight so it's like up for grabs just like where you're going to be and who's going to be fulfilling it yeah and if you think about that for like you said you're supporting other businesses with that and if you're the florist that is putting together the final arrangements that day of you're dealing with the deliveries and all this stuff sometimes you just don't have the energy to then 
mm-hmm. five, six hours later or go and pick everything up and picking everything up. It's just going and kind of collecting things. And yeah, you want to make sure you're careful, attention to detail, like things that need to be wrapped, like that's done properly. It's It does take skill to make sure you're doing it right and that the businesses you're supporting care about it, but it doesn't need that, that design eye. You don't need mm-hmm. that floral designer being there. It's just a body needs to be there to pretty much complete the work on the checklist. Yeah. I mean, there are some stuff like we have a lot of rigging that we do a lot of ceiling installations. So you have a scissor lift or scaffolds or 14 foot, 16 foot A-frame ladders that you're scaling like at two o'clock in the morning to break down installations from the ceiling. And you're like got chains and all kinds of things to try and like get it down. So like there, it's a premium service. <laughs> like that You're serving these people that don't want to go back after a long week and a long day. Um, but all of them aren't like that. There's some that you just literally go in, you're grabbing candles and you're leaving. So it's amazing like what this has like become because we only started this about seven months ago and we're fully booked out for the year. And it's like amazing like when you think about the holes in the market and that you don't have to be the person doing it. Like you can hire other people to do it. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, it is one of those things where I tell people when they're going to go hire for their team is thinking about not necessarily what you hate doing, but this could very well be something for those businesses that you're supporting that are recognizing that they need help and they needed to hire somebody that are now outsourcing to your company. Going and doing that breakdown could literally be something that they hate. Or it so is. now they're yeah. able to bring someone else in and they're still able to put their efforts where their time and talent need to be. And that is typically creating and setting up the things that are going to make that event, that visually pleasing popping event, which is what their clients love. Typically, especially if you think of a wedding, the bride and groom that hired the the florist are not there during breakdown because that's Mm-mm. the reason they're having someone else do it. It's like, okay, I'm going to go home for the night. We're going to go back to our hotel room. We're going to go have fun and someone else clean up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and to your point, like a lot of these people have multiple events on the same day, multiple events in the weekend. So a lot of our clients, like they have another wedding the next day. They can't be out at three o'clock in the morning to pick up their rental items because they need to be prepping for the next day or well rested so that they can perform at their optimal level so that everybody's satisfied. Yes. Yes. Get that sleep. Yeah. It is one of the things I talk a lot about is that you know, sometimes we hire because we want to be able to scale our business. We want to be able to take on more clients. And maybe if we're still talking about that same scenario where the people are outsourcing to you because they get that rest, because they don't have to be out to three o'clock in the morning on a Friday and a Saturday means that they're willing to take an event on Sunday because they know they're going to be well rested. But then we also talk about a return on investment. That's just time. And sometimes mm-hmm. we can look at our businesses and say, all right, this might not ever bring me in another dime, but not having to be out to three o'clock in the morning myself means all the world to me. It means I'm willing to keep this business going and my budget allows me to hire this help, my existing budget. So I'm going to do it because it saves me precious time. It gives me the ability to sleep and take care of myself and be ready to serve my clients the next day. Exactly. Like the opportunities are endless out there for entrepreneurs and space, like whether they're hiring for their own team or for a new business that they want to create. Like, for example, like this weekend, I have a wedding on Saturday and all week, like I have interviews and podcasts and presentations and meetings and everything. So I have somebody coming to my studio to design everything 
so that I can deliver it on Saturday because I have meetings like all week that I'm going to be in. And this is really where the sales and everything else happens in the business because if you're actually serving the, like doing the manual work that is involved with bringing something to life, whether it's, you know, like Amazon, like packing the orders and deliveries, or in my case, like designing the arrangements, then that's limiting how many meetings I can take and how much more money I can bring into my business too. Exactly. It's that thing of breaking down of what do you really need to do versus what needs to be done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always like challenge people. The question is, does it need to be done right? Or does it need to be done by you? Cause if it just needs to be done right, you can hire somebody to do it. But you know, there are those things where it needs to be done by you. But then sometimes we have to challenge ourselves on that too. It's like, okay, maybe it needs to be done by me right now, but does it always yeah. need to be done by me? As my business continues to grow, you know, it might be one of those things. Yeah. You're having all these meetings now, but can you end but up with a sales rep in the yeah. future where, you know, you don't have to have those meetings in the future and you're spending your time on those, as I say, the higher level CEO level tasks that are in your business. Yeah. And as you grow, like I always say, my goal is to be a shareholder in my businesses. Like I don't want to be actually doing the work in any of them. I just want to be collecting passive income from them. So to make that happen, you have to hire strategically and keep growing the people. I was just listening to a podcast um, the other day with the CEO of 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And he just wrote a book. It's called The Second in Command. And he talks all about the idea of having the yin-yang of like a CEO and a COO and how important it is to have multiple people because you have different skill sets that you need. Like somebody needs to be the ideator and the visionary and somebody else needs to come up with the systems and processes to make it happen and hire the people do it because you're not going to grow to whatever you want it to be unless you have a team to help you do it. And you have to keep growing the team too. Like you can't just hire somebody today. For example, like if I were to hire a sales rep now, like in five years for the business and the scale that I want to have, if we have multiple locations for our strike team, if we're in different states, like they need to be grown also to be able to manage all of the different offices and like have different project managers in each office. So you have to keep growing the people too. 100%, exactly. It is one of those things where, you're not good at everything and you need Mm -hmm. people to balance your strengths. As you mentioned, the CEO and the COO, they do different things in the organization. And if you look at large organizations, they have both. And it's not simply because, oh, there's too much work for it all to fall under the CEO. It's that these are not CEO tasks, they're COO Mm -hmm. tasks. They don't belong under the CEO. Like there needs to be that balance. The CEO does this, the COO does this, and they work together in a harmonized way to make sure things are getting done properly within the organization. Exactly. It's being able to say, okay, if I'm the ideas person, who's going to make sure that we have actual implementation and we don't just bounce from idea to idea to idea, because there are people out there who start five businesses, but they don't actually get anything done in their businesses Mm -hmm. that are like, wait, I've started all this stuff and I'm not making any money. And it's like, cause you have no one actually implementing the work and you're bouncing too much too quickly to just follow your new ideas and no one's slowing you down to say, hold on, how do we execute this? Do we have the people on board? Like what is needed to make this successful instead of just quickly moving on to the next idea? It's easy to do that too, especially if you're that kind of visionary that just constantly comes up with new ideas. You need that countering balance to keep you accountable, whether it's an executive assistant or a president, like depending on the scale of your business, like 
what you need and the position that's required, but you need somebody to keep you accountable, especially if you have that kind of personality. And I have that personality, so I need to make sure I have somebody to keep me accountable like that. Yeah. So with that, okay, so you're running these multiple businesses. How do you keep everything kind of like organized, I guess, because they all need attention. They all need Mm -hmm. something probably from you throughout the week. So how do you make sure that you're giving each business the time and attention that you need to be giving it? Yeah. So right now they're realistically like they're all startups. So as far as the events based, I have automated everything that I possibly can. So the the only thing that I have to be doing is either in a meeting with them, responding to an email or actually creating the event. And even at that, I can hire people to do that. So I've systemized everything. I have CRMs, I've got automated email flows. And it took a lot of work in the beginning to actually make all of these things, like actually bring it to life. And I talk about it all in my book about like how I was working with a baby on my breast while I'm building all of these email funnels at two o'clock in the morning because I wanted to set myself up early in the business to make sure that I was organized and systemized for multiple reasons. Like one being that it communicates professionalism and like even as a new person in the business, like I wanted to purvey that I was a professional, that they could trust me and having all of these systems in place was easy to convey that kind of trust. But also because if I wanted to grow quickly and I did, I needed to have organization because if I forgot a wedding or if I wasn't prepared or if an email didn't go out when it was supposed to, or I didn't have all the information for a timeline, then that's going to really create some problems if I don't have it streamlined. So that's something that I did early in the process was make sure everything was systemized. And that's what I do for all of my businesses. So I have everything set up in Dubsado so that it's easy and automated. I bought their forever plan when they offered it so that I was able to just pay one fee forever. And I have it for three different businesses set up on there. So it's nice and organized and has all my contracts and just all the projects that I have going on. And then it's just making sure that I have a project management system to delegate everything and keep it all organized. So I use Asana, like I love it. (laughs) I'm a to-do list person. So being able to see it in list form makes it easy for my brain to comprehend it. And just brain dumping everything that I can every week to make sure that I know what's the priority right now and what actually needs my attention right now. So right now we're in book launch mode. Like everything is podcast, everything is interviews, like getting everything streamlined and ready to go for the book launch and building everything on that end. And then everything else is automated so that, you know, it doesn't really require much of my attention. Yeah. And that's, that's great. Like, I love that. It reminds me of, this was years ago, I was talking to a business owner. And at that point in time, as I was kind of, the business that has become growing your team was really starting to form. And I also have a background in process improvement. So I was like, I'm going to focus on people and process, then eventually drop the process because like, nope, I'm focusing on people with business. But I remember talking to this business and um, I was like, yeah, you really need to like people, small businesses need to focus on their processes and get systems in place and all this stuff. And, you know, it can cause chaos. And her just talking about, well, the reason things are chaotic for small businesses because we're small businesses and we don't have time and energy and effort to focus on like that type of stuff. And I'm just like, oh, no, the reason if you why did, it'd be so much chaos better. is because you're not focusing on the stuff. You're making things harder on yourself because you're not using systems. You're not using processes. You're not creating good workflows. So when something comes in, you know how to get from A to Z the same way every time. And when you do it the same way every time, 
you're then able to more easily outsource and delegate and things because you know what needs to get done versus just like, well, yeah, I just wing it every time. And this particular business, one of the things that now they have a really good, successful business. And one of the things that made a difference for them is they finally realized that they needed to uh, set up their systems and processes and invested a lot of money. in. I think it was hiring someone at the CEO type level and completely turned things around for them and help them figure out, you need to stop this. You need to focus on this. You need to do this. We need to clean up this and just made it so things were were really optimized and their business took off after that. So it really makes a difference. You don't realize how much time you're wasting until you really focus on what can I automate? What can we systematize? What am I doing manually that I don't have to be doing? Mm -hmm. And as much as on this podcast, we talk about hiring, I am the best, biggest person to say some things you shouldn't delegate, some things you have to automate or yes. simply work out of your business. Yeah. And that's like the number one thing I got right. Like when starting my business is prioritizing that because at that point, like you don't have a lot of clients, you don't have like, you're just getting your feet wet. You're trying to figure everything out. So taking the time in the beginning, like and really laying that solid foundation set me up for success because so many people three years down the road that they're in business and they have all these events happening and I see them on Facebook groups like oh my god like I just forgot an event and I showed up two hours like late or something because they didn't have the process in place to be able to look at the calendar and say have a reminder pop up two weeks before that says like order the flowers or <laughs> stuff like this right. you know whatever applies to your business but just having everything organized in, in one place so that you can always go back and look at it and live there, you know, so that you never forget anything and it does it for you is the best thing. Right. Yeah. I remember I was talking to a local business owner that is in a business group for me and we were thinking about hiring her. Actually, it was forward events and we were just having casual conversations about it. And then her and I were talking back and forth through email and it turned out she was already booked for that day. But because of the fact that she didn't have her systems and everything set up, she didn't realize it until during the process while we were talking, she had actually hired someone to help with her scheduling and helping with a lot of those inquiries because that's not her skill. Her skill was actually, she was a private chef. So she was making the meals. That's her skill is making the menus and the meals. She doesn't need to be in, in those scheduling conversations. And it was like, once that person was hired, it was the conversations went to like, hold on, wait, we can't do this event because you're already booked that day. And it was just one of those things where, yeah, because she didn't have everything set up that worked for her. So mm -hmm. she was not noticing that she was double booking herself. Yeah, that's a real problem. And if you don't have the right systems in place and the process and the team, like ultimately, like you can make it work when you have a team to be able to be in multiple places at the same time. But when you're a one person show and you got to just figure it out, like on the spot, systems are going to save your butt every time. Exactly. Yes, yes, definitely. And the thing about it is you might be a one person show today, but you're not, hopefully you're not going to stay a one person show. So that gives you the way to bring in people without having to recreate the wheel every time. As like we talked about just a few episodes back on the podcast, it was you, your systems and your processes make it so you know where you should be hiring, where the best bang for your buck is, because you understand how the flow of everything is, where you need to focus your time versus what just needs to be done and someone else can do it. So true. So important too. I hope everybody takes that away from this is 
start with your systems and then it's easier to delegate and be in multiple places at the same time and expand just to the moon for whatever your goals are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I know one thing that comes to mind for a lot of people when they think about systems and processes and like, like you mentioned, DeSabo and things like that, and you set up everything and they're like, well, if my business is new, we might pivot and change as we really identify our place in the market and how we're serving people. And it's like, just because you set it up doesn't mean you can't adjust it. System process improvements happens all the time in companies. And just because you set things up one way doesn't mean it always has to stay that way. It's just going to help you while that is your process. Yeah, I think that that's important for everybody to remember too. Is Like that's the beauty. Like once you start taking action and creating momentum in your life and your business, like you're going to see that everything in your business is trial and error and that you're constantly going back to improve it. And that starts with your systems and then it can be you know, just like new ideas that you have. But when you have the system in place, it gives you the freedom to be able to go back and implement a new idea that you have because you already have the foundation there. So you can tweak it. You could try something new. You can go back and update it. Like I just did this recently with all of my emails, like in my final, because I'm like, this doesn't apply anymore. Let me go back and fix them. Just because like you have a new client, like as you're like as your business grows, ideally your clients change too, like the type of people that you're attracting and your messaging changes to be able to communicate with your new clients. So you're going to constantly be updating these things. 100%. All right. You mentioned a book. Tell us more about that book. Yeah, I was so excited about it. It's called Welcome to the Room Mama. And it's the mompreneur's guide to getting out of your head, ditching the mom guilt and building a successful business. So I talk all about different mindsets that come up like around leading your team and creating a team, creating systems. I talk about, you know, actually like finding the funds to start your business or budgeting to be able to grow your business, especially if you have multiple ideas. Like something that I learned the hard way in my business was that your revenue is not your paycheck. So actually being able to divide it up and make sure that you're taking your profit first and even like further than that, have different budget, you know, accounts for growth, like for masterminds, for conferences, for all sorts of different things so that you're able to expand as an entrepreneur and expand your business, like grow your team, grow your people so that you're constantly I'm a growth person, so I just want to constantly be growing. And obviously I want to have this empire, so I can't do it without being able to hire my team and have this mindset and constantly be reevaluating my mindsets too. So I'm sure if you have any listeners that are mompreneurs, like trying to balance work and life as a mom is difficult. So I talk all about that in the book as well. So it's yes. it's it's packed. It's got a lot in there and I hope everybody enjoys it. Awesome. Yeah. And so I know that will be out and available by the time this episode comes live. So of course, there'll be the links in the show notes over at growingyourteam.com where you can go and snag your copy of the book. So that's super exciting. And I do think it's such an important topic. As we as we start off the episode, like sometimes as moms, like, because of the way that we're, we do things, we approach things, a lot of times it's hard for us to delegate in our business. And then there's a lot of times that we start feeling that that guilt, especially if you're having a business that you're running from home and your your kids are home with you. Like you mentioned that you started your business with with a baby, like you know, with you. I started my business when my youngest was eight months old and she was home with me full time. And it's it's sometimes that that balance of not feeling guilty that you're working on your business and mm-hmm. not feeling guilty that you're not working on your business when you're spending time with your kids. And you know, it it can be hard. It's so hard. 
I talk about that a lot that there's so many paradoxes in motherhood like when you think about oh I'm got a meeting tonight so that means I'm not with my kids and I should be with my kids or I'm with my kids and my computer's calling my name because I have so many things I need to be working on and sometimes it can actually feel like you resent your kids sometimes because they're getting in the way of your work or you resent your work because it's getting in the way of your kids and you go through all of these emotions and ups and downs and just trying to navigate them so I give you a lot of strategies like some ideas some of my experiences there's a lot of anecdotes throughout with little stories and I just hope that it gives you the idea that you're not alone that we're all going through this and that it's temporary and just helps inspire you along the process so that you're able to grow a successful business. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that Alyssa, I know I shared with you what we were just talking the other day was really setting those like boundaries around your business. And one of the tips that, you know, I heard someone say that they shared with their client that I was like, oh my God, that's amazing is no one needs to know why you're not available. Mm -hmm. So stop feeling guilty that you're blocking time on your calendar because that's the time you spend with your kids. If your kids are home with you because they're little kids and you only work during nap time, then you're only available during nap time. And hopefully that means they're on a good schedule so you can actually schedule meetings during nap time. But Or if you're only available after your significant other comes home and they're in charge of the kids, or you're only available on the weekends for meetings, that is your availability and your clients that want to work with you will be open to that. They don't need to know that you're not available every day from 3 to 3.30 because that's school pickup time. It's just simply you're not available during that time. Here's when I am available. And either the people want to work with you during that availability or not. And depending on the type of business you're running could work in your favor, as I'm sure Alyssa, like being in the event space, there's a lot of people planning events, especially for doing weddings that they're trying to plan them outside the business hours. So, you know, having that availability that saying, this is when I'm available. I only take meetings on Tuesday nights because every other night of the week, I'm with my family. That's yeah. all they need. They don't need to know, like the only, because you're also a business. And if you say the only nights we do meetings is Tuesday nights, they don't need to know why you don't do meetings the rest of the nights of the week. It's just that these are our business hours. Tuesday nights are for meetings. Exactly. And I that's really difficult. Like when you're first starting your business as a mom or a female, like especially like we have hard boundary issues. Like we like to say like, okay to everything and yes, everything to death. Or we feel scared and there's like a fear aspect of, you know, what if they don't book you because you didn't have this boundary in place or because you didn't answer this email at 11 o'clock at night or feeling like you have to give an excuse for everything so that they feel like whatever, like it doesn't matter. It's your business. You should have the boundaries in place. And it's really difficult to make that transition and change your mindset to be like, yeah, like I do have boundaries. This is my process. This is my system. This is the way that I run my business. And honestly, like they'll respect you more for it. Like when you put up those boundaries and you'll feel better because you don't feel like you're resentful of the client for, you know, imposing on your dinner time when you should be with your kids or anything else, because you have these boundaries in place. Yes, yes, exactly. And just because you set boundaries doesn't mean there can't be any flexibility in there. Mm -hmm. So for example, I have a client that's in Alaska. I am in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's a four hour time difference. And when we first started working together, we have an hour and a half kickoff call. And I ended up doing it pretty late at night for me. But I looked at my calendar and I said, you know what? All of my office hours that overlap with her office hours, I'm fully booked for the next two weeks, but my mornings are wide open free. So one of these days, I'm going to make the exception 
to meet with her at night and either take that morning off or the morning after that off. So that way I'm not working for 15 hours that day or you know, going straight from working to going to bed to getting up and working. So I was able to make that exception and build that extra space that I need in my, in my time. But I let her know it was an exception. I am not normally available in order for you to be a client of mine. These are my typical office hours. If that doesn't work for you, then maybe this isn't the right fit. But if it works for you, I'm willing to make an exception this one time. So true. And I like that you brought that up because that's something I've worked really hard is to work on my schedule to make sure that I have the hard boundaries like for when I'm off the computer and actually having the quality time with my kids. And then I like working at night. Like that's when I feel like most creative and I'm able to move the needle on like especially like a creative project, like something that I'm working on. Like I like to have all my meetings, you know, from like 12 to like four so that I have like after my creative time in the morning, I have stuff that doesn't require like as much like brain power, like just having conversations is like easy for me. So I love it and I enjoy it. And it gives me something to look forward to. And then being able to separate that time so that I have that break in the evening with my kids. And then having the flexibility to say, you know what, like, I'd rather just go to bed tonight or <laughs> like, yeah, I feel motivated. I feel energized. Like, let me work on this project. But that's like the beauty is being able to be flexible with your schedule and say, yeah, actually, I can take a meeting tonight at eight o'clock because I have the time and I like working with you and you're a joy to work with. So let's do it. Or no, like, this is a hard flexibility. Like, this is my schedule. I can only do it between 12 and four. So yes. It's not forever. You can make changes in your business. You can make changes in your process. And as you change and your kids change or your life changes, like you might find like your schedule will, you know, change too. Yes, exactly. You know, here at Growing Your Team, we do full service recruiting for some of our clients. So we're doing interviews with candidates. And, you know, there's my schedule of when I'm available to do interviews with candidates. But as I grow my team and have other recruiters, there, we... I don't necessarily need them to work nine to five. So sometimes I'll have a team member that is able to do evening time interviews, which work better for other candidates. And it's like figuring out as you grow your team, sometimes that availability can look a little bit different because you don't have to be the one providing it all the time anymore. Um, it was actually another business owner I was speaking to at PodFest and the way her business is, it's a business that is open way more than 40 hours a week. They are physically, they are serving people in person. And as a business owner, she can't be there every open hour because it is so much. She would just get drained. So it was having staff to be that front person, to be that face when she's not there, to making sure they knew what, what decisions they can make and what needed to be escalated to her immediately. And what just needed to be like a note jotted down that she would take care of the next time she was in working because her business could not survive just around her schedule, just with the way they serve people, but also she couldn't survive being there every time, every minute the business was open. So it's one of those powers as you grow your team, your business can serve people different hours if that is what your, your customers need. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody, I'm at a podcast too, and she runs like a virtual assistant kind of agency and she loves employing different moms so that they're able to work different hours of the day and some people like it doesn't matter like for that kind of business you could be up at two o'clock in the morning working on the thing as long as the project gets done it doesn't matter what time you're working <laughs> like that's the beauty of 
being an entrepreneur and creating this kind of environment, I guess, like you can create it for anything that you want it to be and hire the people to work at whatever's convenient for them as long as the time gets done and the project gets done. Right, right, exactly. All right, well, we really need to wrap up for today. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. You can get in touch with me on my website. It's lissmorton.com, L-Y-S-S-M-O-R-T-O-N.com. And it directs you to everything there. You can get my email, the socials, all of it. Perfect. And of course, those links and everything will be in the show notes as well as the link to go get your book. So I'm so excited for that to be going out to everyone so they can get their hands on that, especially all the mompreneurs out there. All right. My final question that I love to ask everybody, we have all had leaders or managers that have stood out to us, whether it's people we've interact with, interacted with in our professional life or personal lives. So think of a leader or manager that has really stood out to you and share one thing about them. So I have two. And my first is my mentor that I hired when I first started my business and she really opened my eyes to what was possible mindset wise because going into this new business I live in an area where people do not like to spend money like at all especially frivolously on a wedding or on their flowers and they don't have high budgets so she opened my eyes to what was possible and the way that you establish your boundaries and establish your process is like how you start to attract those higher level clients that you want to work with. And then my second person that really stands out to me is my old boss because he was a micromanager and he instilled every belief in me for everything that I didn't want to become and the way that I wanted to run my business. Like that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is that you're not working for somebody else. You're able to create your own process. You're able to create your own ideas and have the power to be able to enact on them. So you can create anything that you want in this life and you don't need anybody else telling you so. I love that. And it's one of those things when I ask those questions, like people are like, oh, I got to think of the person that, you know, was a great manager that, you know, impacted me. And I'm just like, hey, I didn't say that. I just said that, you know, share one thing about like a leader that stood out to you. And sometimes those leaders that make the the best impression on us are the ones that were like, I don't want to lead a team like that here's why they were not like the ideal leader to me. And here's how I'm going to operate differently when I'm a leader and have a team of my own. You know, if, if you didn't like being micromanaged, you know, it's something that your team's probably not going to like, and you can, you can pinpoint exactly how they treated you to avoid that behavior in your own team. Yeah. That's actually my intro to my whole book is being in that office and the way that it impacted my mindset to start my business. And you know, if you want to read it, you can go get it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. It is one of those things where, you know, I I was in a corporate company that I loved. I loved my team. I loved everything about it. But it was like, there were some times when my boss that drove me up the wall that I had at that time. And it was slightly reporting to them that made it where I'm just like, I think I'm done. Mm -hmm. I think I'm done. And at first I kept telling myself, like, it's just a, it's just a period of time I have to report to them and then I can move on to, to something else. I'll move on somewhere else in this organization or they'll get promoted. And like, I'm sure we won't be reporting, like I won't be reporting to them for too long, but it was just one of those things. It was one day where everything just piled on at the same time. It was like, 
my boss kind of pissed me off. My team, who was the most amazing team in the world, it was one of those days where they were so needy, where you're just like, oh my gosh, can I have five minutes without someone asking me questions? It's like, you can love your kids. And sometimes your kids just like drive you up the uh -huh. wall. And, <laughs> and then there was like other stuff that went on. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, this is it. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And then at first I was like, well, that's, that's kind of silly. Like, cause I was like, I'm quitting. I'm becoming a stay at home mom. And then I was just like, yeah, no, not for me. I can't be a stay at home mom. And I was just like, this is it. This is time to start my own business. I am taking that step. This is it. I'm not waiting any longer. Yeah. That's, I think everybody can relate to that feeling when you're working in a place that just doesn't suit your goals, doesn't suit like what you want out of life. And it's not feeding the growth or the ambition or your ideas or giving you like respect or value I felt so unappreciated and unrespected in my position like I was I had the title of the manager but everybody came to me for the problems and I had no actual authority to solve them I would try to create systems or processes to try to improve things and he'd nix them right away because it wasn't his idea and it's just stuff like that that like really gives you the fuel like to start your business and to really make change in whatever way that you want to in the industry that fuels your soul, gives you the creative kind of like aspect that you want. And also just like empowers you and everybody around you. Yes, yes, exactly. Just one of the things I want to add out there, just in case that person's listening to my podcast <laughs> or like the person I mentioned or anything like that, the people who know this manager is people can still be good leaders and good managers for other people. And there's some people that are just never going to work on that team. And I would say it was one of those things where it was it was that clash that our styles just did not mesh together. So so let's keep that in mind. There are some people that really, really need to improve. And there's other times where it's just like, it's just literally not the right fit. And you're driving each other up the wall because it's such a wrong fit. Yeah, there's this thing like that you could do like personality matches to see like, I think it's called like the Kobe test, like where you could see like their score and know like exactly that you're hiring the right kind of personality for like what you need done. And I think that could be really useful for a lot of people because in hiring, especially like and making sure that you're making the right decision, like especially like, like you said, like if my boss, like from my old job is ever listening to this, we're just yes. not a good match. Like it's not the right position for my personality. And it's just, that's what it yes. is. Yes, yes, exactly. All right, Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us today on the Growing Your Team podcast. Thanks for having me on. Are you ready to hire a new team member for your business and you want to ensure you hire the person who can succeed in the role, make you happy, and positively impact your bottom line? Then let's talk and see how growing your team can help you master the art of hiring. Through bespoke hiring frameworks and comprehensive guidance, you will learn how to attract candidates who have the passion you desire and the skills needed to succeed. At Growing Your Team, women entrepreneurs and leaders work with us to help them expand their unique businesses by teaching them how to hire like a pro. Let's connect and see how we can help you. Send me an email at jamie at growingyourteam.com. That's jamie, J-A-M-I-E at growingyourteam.com or head on over to growingyourteam.com slash jumpstart 
with Jumpstart being all one word. And let's talk about how you can become a confident leader who hires right every single time.